We're back again with another summer replay of uh, a podcast episode 105. And in this episode, we interview an amazing uh, composer, producer, arranger. His name is Michael Bearden, and he's had an illustrious career. I mean, you name anybody in the music industry, and most likely he's either had some uh, opportunity to work with them, uh, record with them, perform with them. Um, I mean, you can actually go to his website and see this amazing list of artists that he's uh, been been a part of uh, their careers uh, on down from Lady Gaga, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston. And he's also personal friends with Michelle Obama. So he's an amazing individual. And uh, I encourage you to go check him out, but also uh, check out this podcast episode that we have of uh, a producer, musical director, composer, arranger, Michael Bearden. And uh, and check out some of our other podcast episodes as well. Um, but yeah, we really hope you enjoy this one. Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We're back. I missed you last week. I, I know. I know. And it sounded like y'all you were, were absent. just... It sounded... I listened to the interview. It sounded like y'all were in your backyard, like drinking oh, lemonade you know. and talking. <laughs> 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 like, catch it up. Like, it, it, it was. Basically, that's what it was. We, were kept, it we was. hadn't really talked a whole lot in, in a while, so it was good to catch up. Yeah, no, I enjoyed I enjoyed listening to uh, the stories. But yes, I am back, and I am excited to be back. We got another really dynamic guest today, but I know you have a dynamic music tip <laughs> first. Uh, well, it's, it's, uh, I don't know how, how dynamic it is. But I it's try to hype you up, Will. You know, I'm always I, trying I to hype you up. Let me hype you up. Okay, okay. all right. Okay, all right. it's all right. dynamic. It's gotcha. dynamic. Okay, thank you. So, <laughs> it's uh, the the tip is basically. I think we might have said something similar to this before, but it's and it's it's very timely. Um, it's about going to conferences, Ooh, and uh, yeah. so Kenya and I are actually going to L.A. in about a couple of weeks. So we're going we to be are. at a conference, and uh, so this and it worked out. It was very fortuitous how it worked out. But uh, the tip is basically to. to to look at some of the the websites um, for conferences, and I'm going to actually include those in the show notes. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a couple blogs that list uh, conferences that happen during the year, mm-hmm. and you know, just try to plan ahead and, and get to one of these conferences because it's going to really help you augment and just exponentially grow your business. Yeah. So just uh, just have a look at some of those those links and um, yeah, make some plans. Make some plans, save some dollars. Even if I mean, you don't need to go to everyone but you know i think you should be do so, doing some type of professional development conference workshop something you know at least once a year pour into yourself yeah at a very minimum once a year but i'm excited to go and i've got um another singer that i coach she's going so i yeah i'm, oh, I'm awesome. excited to hear about it today's podcast is brought to you by band Zugal. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. 
Their simple step-by-step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Banzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team. Not one, not two, but seven days a week. Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said, just $8.29 per month. And includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. Go to Banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days. And be sure to use our promo code, MAKINGMONEYPOD, to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, Making Money Pod to get 15% off the first year. Wow, that was a good tip. Good tip. And now we're going to bring on, yeah, we got a good guest. So, So what's really cool about this podcast is not only are we, you know, bringing some really um, successful musicians um, to be interviewed, but everybody's kind of spreading the word, which is really cool. Um, I'm now starting to get um, artist managers and publicists saying, and actually, Will, I got to tell you, I didn't even tell you this yet, but, you know, pitching their artists to be on our podcast. So that's really fantastic and and appreciate that. But we had a guest um, several, a few months ago by the name of Cy Smith. And um, a lot of people, if you're following good, yeah, if you're following really good soul and jazz music, you know Cy. And Cy, we had a really good time. And she had reached out to me afterwards and said, you know, I there's someone that I think you really should think about including in your podcast. And so I'm not good. This, this gentleman's bio, I mean, it, it took me a while <laughs> to read it because it's so dynamic. So, so, so many accomplishments. And I, I, I'm, I'm really honored that we can bring um, musicians like this to our podcast so that people can see where they can aspire and where they can go. And so um, I am one, y'all know, I don't read people's bios. I let people tell their stories because I think it's way more impactful so I just want to welcome um, music director and maestro. I mean, way more than music director. I'm going to say maestro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Michael Bearden. Hello. How are you? Hey, Michael. Hello. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? Good morning. It's morning for him. It's, it's almost afternoon for us. We, we tape in different time zones, but we appreciate you getting up and, and sharing yes, with do. us. Yeah. So it's, it's an honor. And we always try to start with letting our guests, you know, tell us a little bit. One, tell us what you presently do so that people really understand who you are. Um, and then give us a little bit of your background, how, in, in, a, in, a, in a succinct way, how you kind of got where you are. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I know. In a succ- <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't happen in a succinct way. Um, right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll start at the first. So what I do now, 
uh, first of all, hello to your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, I am Lady Gaga's music director, and I have been for the last seven years now. Mm-hmm. Wow, that even sounds funny me saying that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a wow. And that's so, a wow. <laughs> it's it's much longer than I knew that I would be there. So, mm-hmm. uh, especially after the, the previous job I had, well. Uh, the other artist that I was working with was Michael Jackson mm. after um, I didn't necessarily really want to jump right into that, but it's just yeah. you know, right before, uh, after Michael passed, I just couldn't really see myself uh, being a music director for another, another mm. mega star like that. Mm. And I didn't for a couple of years, I did George Lopez's talk show on TBS called Lopez tonight as the band leader music director for that. Mm. Uh, so, but it, uh, to jump back to, to Gaga, it's just been a, a really wonderful run with her so far. We have a Vegas residency right now, awesome. uh, two shows that I helped put together, a pop show and a jazz show, which I conduct the orchestra on stage. Mm-hmm. And um, she's a wonderful, extremely talented artist. And um, I've grown quite fond of her as a human being, too, just as a person. Mm-hmm. And so I've been really having a great time with her. So that's what I currently do. Awesome. Um, anything else you want to know you want you just got to start asking the questions <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he uh, we're going to have all kinds of links so that they can really dig into you but I mean that is you know obviously you just you named two of I, I don't know I think they're they're both incredibly legendary artists obviously Michael Jackson is the very obvious and, and really Lady Gaga is the very obvious so yep. if you could you know share how in the world, Michael? <laughs> what is what is your background that got you um, to this really phenomenal space in your life? What's what's the music background? It's it's really funny about that because people just think you move to LA or wherever, and then you just become Michael Jackson's music. <laughs> That's just not how it. That's just not how you don't get off the bus and go, "Hey, Michael, I want to like, exactly." That does. That's not how it happened. So, just to, uh, as succinctly as I can put it, I, I grew up on the south side of Chicago. Mm. Uh, I was born and raised there, and uh, you know, I learned everything I know about music pretty much there in school. But also, I tell people I went to street university, so I learned a lot <laughs> in the in the streets. Yeah. I went to Howard University in DC. Hey, so. You. H-U. We're all H-U. 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 Yeah, we're, we're all H-U in here. I also saw you know? that you were, You know. You know. I, I got another one for you, Michael. I got an all hell for you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Find new alpha. Find yeah. new alpha, Find yes. Symphonia. That's right. Yes, yeah. That is that is correct. Well, I like this already. There you um, go. <laughs> so so uh, after, you know, going to high school in, in Chicago, I went to Whitney Young High School who also my friend Michelle Robinson, who is now Michelle Obama, went. <laughs> uh, we went together. Wow. And we are, still fr- we are still friends to this day. Amazing. Um, awesome. And so, you know, and then she went to Princeton and I went to Howard. And we would still mm-hmm. see each other and visit each other, you know, be friends. Wow. Um, and and when, she, when she went to Harvard, uh, I was so proud of her. And, you know, we just went on different life paths. <laughs> and then it's, it's just funny when... Uh, <laughs> When she was dating Barack. Uh, oh, my God. This uh, is crazy, Michael. I'm sorry. I'm trying to contain she, myself, but keep going. Yes, yeah, go ahead. She, I, um, I, was, I was somewhere where they were. I don't, I don't even remember how we ended up in the same room, but she introduced me to him. And the next thing I know, he was 
a state senator and then a senator. And I was asked <laughs> to, to play at their wedding. Uh, our our oh, good wow. friend who also went to school with us, Santita Jackson, who is one mm-hmm. of Jesse Jackson's daughters, uh-huh, Santita, uh, yep. is a singer. And she was living in New York at the time. And she was like, you know, uh, Mish would, we call, well, I call her Mish, but Michelle <laughs> would really love, you know, mm-hmm. Mish would want us to play at the wedding and you could play and I could sing. And for, for whatever reason, I couldn't. I think it was, mm. I was, I was in Whitney Houston's band at the time. And so wow. I think it was something to, to do with Nip and I couldn't make it for whatever reason I, I couldn't mm. make it. And, mm-hmm. um, and then the next time I saw them was at the first inauguration, which <laughs> oh I helped to do the music for. Uh, wow. Which was really surreal for me because it was at the Lincoln Memorial on the steps where Martin mm. King did. I have yeah, a dream. Yeah. And my friend is becoming I, the first crazy. lady. The first black <laughs> and the first black president. Yeah. Like it was so surreal. Yeah. And, um, I have crazy. I have photos of all of this and you know, mm. me screamed when she saw me and the oh rock was really That's gracious. Beautiful. And um so and now I see them, you know. Not as often as I'd like, uh, mm-hmm. but whatever events or certain things that I see them in, it's always, always love when I see them. Mm. So course, that's that's the Chicago uh, part. And then I moved to D.C. and went to H.U. and all of that. And then mm-hmm. uh, I was pretty successful in Chicago as a high school musician. But then when I moved to D.C., I found out that all the other successful high school musicians <laughs> were there too. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, oh, I got, I still have a lot to learn. And so, yeah. you know, DC was a great training ground, especially at that time that I went, because uh, there were clubs to play. And, you know, I really yes, learned how was. to be a musician, musician in DC. And then I went to, I moved to New York because uh, I didn't want to stay in DC. I was working and I was successful, but it still was a small pond to me. I wanted to go swimming with the big fish. So, mm. Mm-hmm. I took everything I had, moved to New York and Brooklyn, a three-story walk-up with no kitchen, sharing a bathroom <laughs> down the hall with a family. Wow. I was just happy mm-hmm. to, to be in New York. And from there, I just, you know, clawed my way up to mm-hmm. do, I just did anything, going to jam sessions at night to get mm-hmm. people to hear me. I just needed to get put on. Uh, and so it took a minute to do that. And that's where it all started. Wow. In New York. Wow. Good grief. How how we gonna follow up? I know I was gonna say I was gonna yeah. got so many questions, but Will is <laughs> and, and your we still turn. haven't gotten to the to the how how he got to Whitney Houston's band. <laughs> I so, know. Right. We, we haven't gotten to that part yet. We haven't even gotten but, uh, to that. <laughs> wow. It, that that is a lot. Um mm. well, I mean, really, because we, we could spend pretty much a whole three episodes just talking about everything. <laughs> um you know, that's why uh, I stopped talking. But you, I hear you. But it's it's a lot. I mean, and yeah. I, for for the audience to to really hone in and get some some choice uh, nuggets for them to use, I want to basically uh, come come to the point of um, what what do you think through all the that beginning time period? What do you think are the key skills and character traits that you had that basically brought you to where you are now, but you could, you could, so after having the benefit of hindsight, you're looking back and you're seeing what some of the things, the, the choices that you made, the, the reason behind those choices, your thought process, what are some of those key, I guess, character traits and skills that you have that, that really added and helped you get to where you are? 
You know, that's, that's, I think that's a great question. And you never really think about it while you're going through it until somebody asks you a question. And right. if I had to really dig into it, um, it it's, it's a lot of reasons. One, I grew up on the South Side of Chicago. So that just teaches you a little bit about survival. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't need to go into all the, you know, the things that mm-hmm. happen in Chicago. But, uh, you know, so the, growing up on the South Side is one. Two, you know, I, had, I have really great parents. Like my parents are just really stellar people and they just instilled in us a work ethic and, um, and a curiosity for the world. I think that's really mm. important. I, you know, when I was living in Brooklyn, I met a young lady who lived in the same building that I was in and was sitting on the stoop one day. And I said, Hey, I'm about to go to Manhattan. You want to roll with me? And she was just like, no. And I was like, why? <laughs> She's just like, I've never, she said, I've never been to Manhattan. And I said, well, where are you from? And she said, Brooklyn. I said, you're kidding me. You've never wow. gone to Manhattan. You can wow. see it like From, it's a subway ride. And she right. did. She just had never ventured out there. And she just didn't even have the curiosity to go. Mm. And I just found that extraordinary. So my parents just really instilled in us just a curiosity about the world, uh, about art. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father is, is, you know, he's a professor now. And I watched him grow from being, Come from being a bus driver uh, for mm. the CTA mm. to getting his doctorate. And so mm. he's a professor and he's also a painter and a photographer. And mm. um, if you heard of Romare Beard, and that's my lineage, like everybody oh my in my gosh. family. Oh, good grief. Wow. I'm sorry, my, I interrupt you, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know everybody Romare. in my family paints. Like my, my brothers draw, like my father paints, my nephew paints. Like I didn't get that gene. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, do you paint? Okay. No, you don't. You paint, paint no, with your music. I, you there you go. Well, like my father hates when I say that. He was just like, if you just sit down and you could do it, you know, your beard and all that. <laughs> I just don't have. I don't have the patience. I just. I rather uh, paint with the notes. But yeah. so, but but part of you know that's part of also is and I don't know a lot of my friends say this, especially with working with artists is that I have a lot of patience. Um, mm. And you just kind of have to have a lot of patience <laughs> when you're working with super creative people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also I have a, um, and I had to learn this because I had to go through a lot, but I, I have a, a level of, of humility at the risk of sounding immodest that mm. I'm still curious about, like every time I touch a piano, I told somebody just the other day, I still feel like the five-year-old, six-year-old who started playing when I was in Chicago. Mm. Every time. And it still feels like that to me. Mm. When that stops feeling like that is when I stop doing it. But it doesn't, it will never stop. I just feel the same kind of relation, the same kind of joy. Mm. And so that, that's what, that's what keeps me going. So patience, uh, you know, work ethic, uh, curiosity for the world and to be a citizen of the world. And, you know, that's what music is. You're not just playing notes. you like, as yeah. I like to say, connect with people and moving souls. So that's right. yeah. that's that's part of the that's part of the key of of how you know how it happens for me. Yeah. Mm. No, those were that's huge. I, I made sure I wrote all that down because <laughs> I you know in terms of well patience. I, I was just talking to um, one of my producers last night. We were talking about patience. He's like, "You got to be patient," and I'm like, "I'm trying, I'm trying." But patience is so important, and I love that you mentioned curiosity because that, to me, seems to be a little bit of a missing link um, 
today in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um, because everything seems so accessible and you can readily kind of just boom, boom, boom. And I think people's it's 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 pushing people's curiosity in a I don't know maybe there is curiosity but not as healthy <laughs> as it could be. So I love that you said that. Um, I'm curious to know. So you know, uh, there's so much to unpack here. But becoming a, a music director, we may have some people listening and they're like, wow, how do I get, like, what, you know, what is the formula or is there or what is the process of getting in those spaces to be directing, mm-hmm. um, you know, major tours like that and major shows? For you, how, I guess, what, what was the process of kind of going from that musician to going into the director space? Great question. So, yeah. um, I get a lot of DMs, as you might imagine, <laughs> a lot of musicians and a lot of people who want to get put on. And I'm always, yeah. you know, enamored by the ones who just say they just want to be a musical director. And I and mm-hmm. I say to them all the time is to to be a leader, you have to be a good follower first. Mm-hmm. So you can't you can't just come up and just want to lead unless you know how to follow. Right. And so I, I was. I was in a lot of um, bands and hits and, you know, television shows. I used to do the Essence Award shows with, there's mm-hmm. a wonderful uh, a music director and just arranger and just all around person. He just got a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Tony Awards. Mm-hmm. His name is Harold Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Yep. Harold used to hire me right out of college uh, to do, you know, Essence Awards. And, you know, he's an amazing conductor, amazing arranger. And I would sit, you know, I might even be playing third keyboards, like you know, supplemental mm. strings, just playing with the orchestra. I didn't really care. I just wanted to be in the room. <laughs> yeah. And just yeah. learn. And you spun, you can sponge off those kind of people. And then once they see you take initiative, they start giving you other tasks to do. Michael, arrange mm-hmm. this song for me. Or while I'm doing this, Michael, come conduct this for me. Or, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's how you move up. And then once you get the feel of that. Maybe you get an artist that just wants you to be their music director, or maybe you get a, mm-hmm. a show, a producer that wants you to, you know, put, help put the show together. I mean, it just happens kind of organically, but I mm-hmm. just have been around a, a lot of amazing music directors and some that are just not even well known, but just some that just yeah. show me uh, the ropes and how you do this. And, and so it's just years of being a good follower mm-hmm. is how I became a, a music director. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, that um all of that is uh is is great stuff for people just to really soak in cuz I think everybody wants to be in front all the time mm-hmm. and and coming out the gate and um I I want to switch gears a little bit and you told us about uh some some other moments um with with Barack and Michelle but I want you to to Think back on your amazingly long and and storied and <laughs> prolific career uh, about you know just just a moment where uh, you felt that you you had arrived like this mm-hmm. is the this is the time I I've accomplished one of the major goals that I've I set forth for myself and 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 talk about that moment. Okay, well. Here's an interesting story. So I was working at the music, one of the music cares events that I've done, and it was for Bruce Springsteen. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I was in the band and, you know, I played with all the artists that were, that were on. You can actually uh, see this on video. It's re- It's been released. I, mm-hmm. I forget the name of it, but it's Bruce Springsteen Music Cares event. It's a tribute mm-hmm. to him. And so I was talking to him um, afterwards and, and he was telling me how wonderful he thought everything sounded and all that. And I asked him that question you just asked me. And he says, you know what, Michael, after 40 something years in this business, I still don't think I made it. Wow. Mm. And, and I just, I just, yeah, I was taken aback by that, that response. Yeah. And I get, and I get what he means. You know, whenever I get a chance to sit and talk to Quincy or Herbie, who I, mm-hmm. you know, count as, as my mentors, yeah. uh, and, and Herbie Hancock. And, but when I talk to Quincy, he's always curious at 85, yeah. I think he is now. Yeah. He's always, yeah. he always is like talking about some new app or <laughs> something like he's always <laughs> moving forward. The same with Herbie. They're always yeah. talking about the thing. So as successful and as accomplished as I am in a lot of various um, aspects of music, mm-hmm. I still don't think I made it. Mm. I, I'm successful and I, and I've, been able to sustain myself and I told somebody this the other day I'm actually doing a film right now I'm also I'm going to score but I'm also in the film mm-hmm. and I was telling uh it's a Michael Jai White is the star mm-hmm. and um who, who did who did Black Dynamite and he was yeah. Mike Tyson he was Spawn but he's he's doing a western now which I'm the piano player in the saloon and I get to hit somebody over the head with whiskey bottles <laughs> like it's fun I saw that on your and social I was, media I was like Oh wow! Yeah. But <laughs> it's really yeah. it's really fun. And I was yeah. telling somebody in the in on the set that I have never had another job. Like I've only done music my whole entire mm. life, and this is all I've done. And then he said, "That's an inspiration to people. Don't walk that back." Because um, I was a little embarrassed by that, and he was like, "No, mm. dude, that's inspirational. Let's say that." So I've been very blessed in that way. But this is all I've ever wanted to do, and this is all I've done. So the first gig will is when I think I was I made it because mm-hmm. I'm in mm-hmm. a business that I love to do and I'm making mm-hmm. a living at it and I'm sustaining mm-hmm. myself by doing what I love to do. So Thank it's you. no one gig. It's not mm-hmm. the inauguration. It's not, you know, my Emmy nomination for the Super Bowl. It's not mm-hmm. any of my Grammy. It's not, it's none, it's none of that. Right. It's the fact that I'm able to survive in a business that I love to do and I still find joy in it. So I mm. made it the first time I ever got a gig. Wow. wow. That's, well, that's, how, that's much do, how much yeah. do we love that response, Will? Because that's, <laughs> that, that that's really what yeah. we're kind of about, Michael, is like that this is a journey and that, you know, the, the I don't know, the, the sweetness of Celebrate the journey or the step. fruit. Yeah, the fruit yeah. Is, is the actual step. activity. It's the actual engagement. Yeah. It's the living. And yeah. it's, the, it's the journey that has no in destination that's the yeah. that's the beautiful right. part of this like yeah. where are you going to like just discover <laughs> whatever it is and you just keep going the path is the, the fun part right. right right and that's so important because like what will was saying before you know in asking the question i think so many developing artists you know who are trying you know just get caught up in the one thing or the and i know you know just within my career and so forth i there's so many things that have happened that I never even dreamed. I didn't fathom it. Like it wasn't even a part of my, you know, so to be like, oh, well, 
I need to, you're, you're almost making yourself too small by having that one point thing because it's just yes. continual. Yeah, it's continual. And I agree, Quincy, I mean, I, I have not had the pleasure or honor of meeting Quincy Jones yet, yet, I'm going to say yet. Um, but mm-hmm. I know in watching his documentary and just really, you know, following his career, that's the biggest thing that jumped out to me is like, this man is still hungry. Like he's still, <laughs> he's still seeking. Right. He's still trying to figure this out and, 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 and is still surprised and excited to hear new talent. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's very remarkable. So yes. yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Well, I have a question. It's my turn, right, Will? I, I, it's like I, yes, I feel it like is. I'm. It's my turn with the double dutch. Let me get in there. Um, <laughs> um, so you know, I guess in today you've been in the industry. You know, you mentioned from Whitney, you know, to obviously Michael to now Lady Gaga, and I feel like you know, and I maybe I'm just really biased because. <laughs> Because I'm getting older, but it's like, you know, those are Bruce Springsteen, you know, historically music has had these kind of iconic people. And I, I wonder what are your thoughts about today's industry? Because obviously music is in a, uh, you know, it's in a very different space on many levels in terms of how consumers are consuming music um, and how with social media and how it plays. What are your thoughts about today's industry? Because our current, I think, developing artists right now are trying to kind of struggle to sometimes find their space. And, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Do we, is, yeah, I don't want to ask too many okay. questions, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, there's a, there's yeah. a lot. Well, first let me just backtrack this. It's more than Whitney and Michael and Gaga. It's a yeah. lot. So you got, <laughs> you could go on my website. I mean, I was Madonna's music director for nine years. JLo, yeah. I was D'Angelo's wow. first, first and only music director. He didn't oh, need wow. one. He didn't right, really need right. one, um, um, but I was, I was, I was his first one. Yeah, um, helped him start, and there's, you know, I was the conductor and co-MD for the primetime Emmys for like seven years. I did the Kennedy mm. Center Honors for twelve years. Like it's there's mm. a lot to unpack mm-hmm. there, and so I only bring that up to say this: with all those iterations of my career, I've been able to work with a lot of young talent. Mm. And the and the, the thing about I'm very blessed because I came up in an era where you actually had to learn how to play. Right. You actually took pride in that. <laughs> right. But I also came up in the era of drum machines and all that kind of thing. So I have a duality and an appreciation for both. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that I would say about a lot of artists today, especially those who I'm not really nostalgic. I'm not a nostalgic dude. Like I like I like things that happened before, but I don't sit and watch the movies that I've done or I sit and listen to <laughs> yeah, the records right. that I play. I mean, I'm just not that person. I never have been. Yeah. And so I go back to my curiosity for the ones who are trying to work to, in today's music business. If you came up in my era or even a little bit later than me, you mm-hmm. still have to know what the world sounds like. Like I tell mm-hmm. musicians, the cars, cars don't sound the same. Phones don't sound the same. Mm-hmm. Like the world doesn't sound the same. So why are you sounding the same as musicians? That's one. Mm, right. Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Two, the thing about, so the biggest commodity going today to me for any artist is attention. How do you get through all of this upload? You know, mm-hmm. they say it's hours and hours of upload every second on mm-hmm. YouTube or whatever streaming. 
how do you get a person to even pay attention to that? And yeah. if, if, if they pay attention to it, how do you get to engage them for any length of time? And mm-hmm. why should that? Mm. And so a lot right. of th- this, this is a lot that people have to navigate now. So what I think, what I think now is that, you know, the technology, technology has leveled the playing field in a lot of ways. I remember going on tour with Whitney and the, and the, the roadies used to be really mad at the band because we bring our studios out. But we're talking about road cases and all <laughs> kinds of gear that they would have to take to our hotel room. And now the studio is on my phone. Like right. I'm walking in literally with, with a laptop. And so right. I know they would have been happier back then. Right. So it's level. It's it's level the playing field in a lot of ways, but also it hasn't. Hmm, how do I say this without sound? A lot of people still haven't done the work, and what I mean by that, like once you get put on, at mm-hmm. least learn about the craft you know, on some kind of technical level or some kind mm-hmm. of deeper mm-hmm. level than just just getting likes and streams. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, the music the music business for me is probably one of the only few businesses that you can be in and thrive and not know the basics of the craft. Right, so right, you can't, right, right, you right. can't, you can't be a doctor and not know what a stethoscope is, or you can't be <laughs> right. a dentist uh, and not know what a drill or whatever the right. basic tools that you need, but you can be in the music business. And I say, go play middle C or hit, you know, play me a C triad and they go, huh? Right. What is that? Or, <laughs> you right, know, right. you know, and so, that's the thing. Even I, I like to use the basketball analogy. Like you take, you know, I won't say the worst guy in the league, but the guy that doesn't get any minutes mm-hmm. might just play on a practice squad, but he's in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You take him down to West 4th Street in, in New York and he still will wear you out on the court. Right. Why? Because exactly. they got to go through something to yeah. get to that. Yeah. In the music business, you don't necessarily have to go through anything to get to it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it's on... A lot of it's on the, the artists to do their homework, to stay, once they get put on, to stay there, to at least mm-hmm. learn something about your, your craft. Uh, and, you know, I think today's music gets a lot of bad rap from a lot of, um, I don't necessarily want to say older artists, but more, <laughs> more nostalgic <laughs> artists, I'll go back mm-hmm. to that word, is because, mm-hmm. you know, they want it to be like it was, and it just is not that now. So you can right. find... What you need to find if you just really look, it doesn't necessarily mean it's on terrestrial radio. Yeah. Um, you know, it might be on TikTok and you find something dope and you go, oh, wow, that's really great. You know, the Grammy nominations came out yesterday. Now, yeah. I was a trustee for the Grammys for a while and, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and all that. Yeah. And um, I discovered a couple of bands yesterday that I had no idea of. And I try to listen to new things every day. I try to make yeah. it a point to do that in the morning. So you just have to do a little bit more work to find it. But I don't, I don't think the business is worse off now. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. our golden age was necessarily every, I mean, disco duck. Like, was that, was that groundbreaking? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so there's, there's BS in every era. Right. Um, so I, right. I, I like, I like today's era and I like a lot of what the kids are doing. I, I don't like everything. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't poo-poo everything. You yeah. Just, just got to find right. what it is. Yeah. Those are really uh, good points. I know we're yeah, probably getting slow on time. Well, I don't even have my we're, little We're getting close. <laughs> but I, I, I have, uh, I have, I have one other question, but I also want to just add to what you just said. Uh, there's a saying someone told me is that 
it's who you know that gets you there and what you know that keeps you there. So yeah. I yeah. think that's a takeaway that some of our listeners can can roll with. Um, yeah. Can I say something just real uh, quick too to what he just real quick and I'm going to let you ask a question is, no, I think that that's such a good point um, as far as uh, just really, you know, and, and I want the listeners engage in your craft, no matter just what, just, just take the time to engage in your craft. And I think that's why we even do this podcast is for people just to remember that and at whatever level you're at. And if it's a viral quick thing or whatever, but, you know, be willing to do that because um, it just creates the longevity in your situation so that you're not a one hit yeah. wonder and you're not a, just a moment in that era. Um, so yeah, yes. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Will. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, before, uh, hey, Will, let me just, let me piggyback on that real quick. And then you <laughs> mm-hmm. can ask it. If, if for your listeners, if you want to be in this business a long time, and I think I posted this the other day, do everything. And what do I mean by that? Right. When one thing is not happening, like, so I'm a music director. Yes. But I'm also a conductor. Yes. I'm also mm-hmm. an arranger. Yes. And so mm-hmm. I'm also a composer. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you just do everything that you know how to do and, and get better at each thing. And when one thing is not happening, something else can be happening or something else can usher in something else. So right. you just yeah. Yeah. do as many things as you, as you can be, a, you know, jack of all trades, but a master at all of them as well. Mm. So yeah. I just want, I just want to put that in real quick. Yeah. yeah, well, that, that keeps your longevity in the business. But um, right, yeah, right. I, D- Duke Ellington had a way of uh, managing his band members. And he would, because uh, he knew that they were, you know, kind of uh, c- cutthroat amongst each other. There was a lot of competition. So he would he would say to the sax, one of the sax players, you know, that there's the other sax players talking about his mama or something, something crazy. <laughs> and so when they went on the bandstand that night, that when they would solo, they would try to cut each other. So um, that's that was Duke's managerial style. He knew how to push the buttons of his band members. Now, of course, not all of them were were cut, cutting each other. But um, what what is some of your tools? I guess tools and tactics for manage, managing your band. Because I actually have a student that really needs some assistance in managing his band. Uh, some yeah. ideas, basically. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go back to the beginning of this conversation when I said patience. <laughs> okay. And so uh, 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 another another engineer friend of mine who I work with a lot, uh, with Gaga and a lot of other people, he, he calls me the artist whisperer. And so mm. um, That's the, and the reason he calls me that is that there's a way, there's a way that you talk to artists and musicians and there's a way, once again, if you're a good follower, you know what this means because there's certain kind of leaders that I did not like working for. And so mm-hmm. when I became a leader, I said, I will never do that. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and so it's, listen, well, that's an ongoing battle because musicians <laughs> are creative people and, you know, we're very, uh, let me say, uh, let me put it nice. Like, you know, we're, we're very steadfast in our convictions of what we believe. <laughs> I call it hurting cats. <laughs> I say yeah, it's hurting well, cats. <laughs> well, it's it's that, but my, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. It's it's not that you need to hurt them. I let them run around. I just try to keep them in the yard. 
That's the right. Thing. So <laughs> you just you just you just let creatives be creative, and then sometimes if you're just quiet, maybe you can learn something too. That's yeah. true. Um, but if if I know what I know, and then I will impart upon the young musicians like, no, this is what you need to do to get to this point. And if they buck me, I let them fall. And then when they when I pick them up, <laughs> I don't even say I told you so because I'm not I'm not that dude either. But I'm just like, yeah, that, that hurts, doesn't it? You get bruises now, huh? But now, but now you'll be stronger moving forward. So yeah. it's an ongoing battle, but you just got to have patience. And but the main thing is for. A musician, you know, especially like an orchestra, is only as good as who's in front of them. Mm. So exactly. if they respect you when you get there, then you're already halfway there. So mm. I just try to I try to get the respect of them of the musicians. I'm always firm. I always mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about, and when I don't know what I'm talking about, I ask questions, mm. uh, and then I try to get their point of view. But when I have a vision, I like to execute it, and then I bring them along. In my way, mm. and it's just of years of doing it. I can't tell you a specific answer in a specific mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. but it's just years of doing it that I just know how to to read the room and the temperature and navigate through everybody's, uh, for lack of a better word, egos. But just you know, <laughs> it's just a way you just right, you just right. gotta you just gotta know how to navigate that. And yeah. I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this this is this has been fantastic. I knew there was going to be yeah. a lot of really great nuggets and, you know, uh, like Will said, this could be three parts as usual, but if well, we just you have to have you back, that's all that is. Yeah, we definitely, <laughs> absolutely. We're going to do a reunion because there's so many people <laughs> that we want to ask back. If you could share, I w- I've been like scoping out your social media. If you could share your social media where people can follow you and learn more about you, that would be awesome. Yeah, so you can follow all of my social media at Michael Bearden, which is M-I-C-H-A-E-L-B-E-A-R-D-E-N, just at whatever, Instagram, at Twitter, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and Facebook, if you still use that. <laughs> MySpace, MySpace, if you still use that. Like, where, wherever, wherever the at Michael Bearden works, it works. But Instagram and, and Twitter is where I usually hang out, and Facebook a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just and just follow me there and um talk to me and say you listen to this podcast and all that yeah. kind of stuff. De- awesome. Yeah, definitely. And I do it I do it myself. I don't have a team that does it. Like I do it everything myself. <laughs> okay. Um oh. and it probably could be in the hundreds of thousands if I had to team, but I prefer, you know, I rather have a small amount of people who engage with me than like millions of people who don't. Right. So Right. Right. Yeah. That's what I and- like. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I've been scoping out. So now I know I can, you know, chime in and, and definitely guess also it's michaelbearden.com, right? Is your website? That's your main yeah. website? Yeah. Yeah, michaelbearden.com. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. It does a nice, a nice blast of all that you do. So again, thank you so much. And by the time the listeners are yep. hearing this, it's Thanksgiving week. So I think this is a treat for people to listen to during their Thanksgiving to be inspired and oh, humble. And, and during... Thanksgiving on PBS, I did a, a Ray Charles tribute at the Grand Ole oh, Opry uh, nice. for his country music. So it's a lot of country artists, mm-hmm. uh, Travis Tritt, Trisha Yearwood, Leon Rhines, Chris Young, Boyz II Men, Charlie Wilson. There's a lot of artists on that show. Mm. And I think it's airing, uh, uh, 
somewhere around Thanksgiving, if not on Thanksgiving. So okay. so got your PBS PBS station. Oh yeah, I'll look at the out. guide. Yeah, I'll look at the guide yeah. and see if we can include that so in the show. Y'all in action. Yeah. 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 Awesomeness. Awesome. Wow. Thank you, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thank you really so much for it. taking the time. I know it took us a minute to get it scheduled because you you do have a busy life, so I'm glad we made it happen and um yeah, Will. Goodness. Well, happy Thanksgiving it's, to everybody. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. We've um, got a lot to be thankful for. Yeah, we do. Yes. We really do. Yes, we and um, we have a couple more episodes, and then we'll be taking a little bit of a holiday break. But we're, we'll be back, yep. though, the next week. We'll be back next week. So, all right, Will. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll see all right. you next week. Okay, you guys. Thank take you, guys. Uh, thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you would like to join our new artist development program, the 3MB Club, please contact us via email at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com to get on the waiting list and request membership. On the first of the month, those on the waiting list will be emailed a link to officially subscribe. Membership closes on the fifth of each month. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com.